This is a podcast where Kjorg is the best character. False. Oh, man. You just lied to everyone. Oh, and the boy. orange drake on Kelly is real. Stop. So you lied oh, to him again. God. I have no arguments. All of this is true. And Saul is not a psychopath. Two truths and a lie. I know which one of those things is absolutely a lie, so anyway. Kjorg is yes. the best. Saul is definitely a psychopath. everyone welcome back to make believe heroes an actual play fifth edition dungeons and dragons adventure i'm your dungeon master paul my name is paul not joined and i'm by four friends and i'm joined by my four friends and fellow adventurers who i desperately love and am in need of their attention love and attention. let's go around the table and introduce ourselves i'm jeffrey and i play cure Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogret Stonefire. Hi, I'm Zach, and I play Keeps Rocks and Socks. I'm Ezra, and I play Balric Night Rain. I'm Paul. Um, we're going to play D&D. <laughs> and he's Paul, and he plays the DM. And you play Smokey. <laughs> I play the Smokey. Smokey and, and Juniper, and Zalbar, and Zinx. Juniper, Juniper. <laughs> Zalbar, Zinx, yeah, before, all the other people you're going to Before we do meet. anything, Paul is going to roll a blue d20. Wait, are you playing Paul? We're all playing Paul. But We're before, all Paul. Before we do that, we have some other things we've got uh, to do. Before we do that, first we have Felicia's going to read a review. Felicia, you're going to read this five-star review. <laughs> oh, my dear Lord God in heaven, I cannot do given this. Given by one of our very own patrons. No. This isn't from a patron. Misty 801. Given by one of our very own fans, a- Misty801. And if you want yours read live on the show, just send one here on Apple. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for that great introduction. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I will be sending my review through Apple. Well, uh, it sounds like y'all got it. I'm going to go downstairs and play video games. And if you leave a review that's just a period, I'll read that review. Excellent show. I'm just going to sit here and eat Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Jeffrey, we're going to get like 15 reviews that are just a period. Yeah, it's yes. really awful. Take it away, Felicia. Thank you, Paul. Misty801 says, excellent show. Five stars. Started listening a couple months ago and binged my way to the middle of season three. Excellent DM. That's you, Paul, and Paul, and Paul, and Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, nice, deep voice. Cool story. Allows the players to freestyle, but always brings them back into line to move the story forward. Players are into their characters, understand role-playing, but don't take it too seriously. That's an absolute (laughs) fact. (laughs) Lots of surprises and twists in the plot. And the Pokemon pre-show sounds are awesome. P.S. Sorry, I wanted Loric dead. Now I feel bad. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't feel bad. And if you want to get into some of your pre-show sounds yourself, check out Battle the Bar. spiciest of spice. Oh my gosh, Very spicy. <laughs> spice at BattleBars.com. Uh, it's really spiciest of spicy. I think you can still use the code MBH podcast to get 15% off of Battle Bars. You can get 15% off of Battle Bars if you use the code MBH. What? MBH podcast. MBH podcast. Use that code and you get 15% off. All right, thank you, Felicia, for that review. Now I will commemorate with rolling this large blue D20. 
Oh, it's <laughs> Flutie 20 time. What is that? What is it's that, Felicia? It's an 11. It's an 11. Mm, let's see what happens. That's an that's, that's kind of mediocre. That's pretty middle of the road. <laughs> Last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time we left off with Balric with his knife to the throat of an unsuspecting cut purse with stacks of cash. What will happen next? Take it away, Balric. <laughs> <laughs> we only got the parts that we can remember. He said, take it away, hey, Balric. Balric. Okay, all right. So last time a lot of stuff happened. You guys made it to Dimmerhold. Dimmerhold's really cool. Uh, you walked over a crystal bridge. Uh, you got some Escar glow. Chris checked in and is headed toward the eastern part of the city to the Chateau Shattershield to take the adamantine and deliver it. You guys have checked in. Everyone except for Balric and Chris, of course, has checked in to the uh, to the Gauntlet of the Moon. Anyway, Chris. That's me. Let's start with you. Unless y'all want to run it. Y'all want to just run it? Nah. Take it back. Take it back. Chris. You, Zinx, Zalbar, have made your way across the path, the road. You've made your way east, if you will, heading toward the eastern crescent. It's a pretty good walk. It's a pretty good way between there and the entrance to Dimmerhold where you first arrived. I don't know exactly how long, but it takes you a good long while before you actually reach the Eastern Crescent. Along the way, you see more of those like booths and such that you've seen, more places selling food, more places selling wares. There are people selling weapons and memorabilia. People are selling like little symbols of Dervetter. And, you know, it's almost like a festival in a sense, um, right where you're at here, this part of town, which is where everyone is coming into town. Well, not everyone, but most people come into town right here. It's the primary entrance into Dimmerhold. So you are heading east and north, east and north toward the eastern crescent. And after, you know, probably at least an hour of walking, you finally do come to uh, the, the sort of gate that leads into this area. You The, the stone that you're walking on, it sort of inclines upward a bit as you cross over and there's like a change in the way that the stone is carved and the way that the uh, the ground itself is formed here. And the road continues as you pass through these walls. They're probably 15 feet high through an open gate into the Eastern Crescent. And the moment that you do, you guys are in sort of a like an urban area, you know? There's a lot of houses, a lot of structures and buildings. You see different businesses selling different wares, but this isn't like a booth. It's like brick and mortar style places. You know, these these buildings, many of them are built from pure stone. Uh, there's some wood involved, but a lot of it is carved and built. Um, this is a dwarven city. So it's kind of like what you, you've been here before, maybe not to this exact place, but you've definitely been into the more uh, sort of habitated areas of Dimmerhold in the past. You guys continue walking, and you talking about anything or doing anything during that time? I think we'd probably just be going over, like, the plans for when we get there. I'm telling Zalbar and Zinx, you know, keep distance, split up, uh, watch me make the delivery just in case anyone tries to come through and do anything. But other than that, just small talk, not really anything special. Okay. So you guys kind of chat about that. You have a little bit of, like, a protocol down if things, something crazy was to happen or, or anything like that. Zinx continues to talk a little bit more now that you all have moved along. There are people here, quite a few people, but it's nothing like what it was. These seem more like locals and then the occasional passerby who seems to be maybe visiting, heading to or from an inn or something like that, a tavern or a shop. 
but you, you make your way down through, and eventually, a good while of walking, you come upon a large structure up ahead of you. Uh, you can see it as you're sort of approaching it, because there's, there's this main road that leads right down the center of the Eastern Crescent, and that's what you're traveling on. And as you're traveling on this road, you can see that the road is going to lead you straight toward what looks sort of... It's not like huge and towering like a tower. It's probably at its highest point, maybe three stories, but it's wide spread. It is a large structure with many different, it looks like it has multiple wings. You would describe it as like a, like a mansion. And there, there's, not a, there's not a gate. Uh, you know, you, you just kind of come up on a point where the road is leading right up to it and then splitting off to the left and the right to go around it. Or you can keep going forward onto a sort of walkway that leads right into this estate. Let's call it an estate. And you would assume, based on what you were told by Aaron, the uh, the liaison for shipping and receiving, you would assume that this is probably the Chateau Shattershield that you're instructed to go and find. As you're there, you're kind of approaching it. There are no walls around it. You do see a few people kind of milling about. What do you do? All right, Nomis, like we practiced... One go to the right, one to the left, and then I take the straight path up to the door. Okay, they broke. They break off and head in their own disparate directions, and you continue straight toward the Chateau Shattershield. You walk forward, you walk up the, sort of like, you know, it's like a driveway, I mean, like cars or anything, but it's a, it's a walkway heading up toward this mansion. There is something like grass. The color is a little off. I mean, it's grass. It's like it's growing on this like turf around this estate, but the grass is like, it's got a little bit more of a dark tint to it than the grass you're used to seeing up on the surface, you know? Mm -hmm. You just keep walking along. There are a number of these shrubberies. As you're walking forward uh, before long, uh, someone kind of standing outside, looked like maybe they were doing some like exercises, you know, workouts. They sort of call out to you. Hail, traveler. Uh, what can I do for you? Hello. I have a delivery for the king. Oh, delivery for the king. Uh, and he uh, he gets done, walks over to you, kind of like bends back, cracks his back. He's like doing some stretches and, and like lunges, walking towards you. And he gets over to you. Sorry, I was doing uh, mid-afternoon workouts, you know, preparing for uh, the big competition coming up. You heard the, the gauntlet. Well, of course you heard. Probably saw a lot of that going on when you first came into the town, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so how do I get into that? Into what? Oh, you don't really need to get in there. You just need to, uh, uh, you say you got a delivery. You have a receipt or a letter or something. Um, you know, we can't just let, let you go in to see the king without some sort of verification. Nah, nah, just open the door. I'll, I know where to go. <laughs> very good. So very good. What's your name? Uh, my name's Chris, and I start, like, grabbing at the scroll and just start waving it in his uh, face. Uh, aggressively? No, just, like, swinging it back and forth. Not like I'm trying to hit him with it, but... Okay, so you pull out the scroll, and he's like, Ah, oh, uh, 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 nice to meet you, Chris. Here, let me take a look at that. And he takes the scroll, looks over it. Ah, looks to be in order here. Um, this is... Ooh. Ah, I see, it's some adamantine. Well... Uh, follow me. I know exactly where to take this. I heard you were coming, or at least I heard that the material was coming. Uh, 
I expect that Cliff will be ready to have it. So if you'd like to follow me, we'll go right now. And he turns on his foot and starts walking toward the chateau. You follow after? Yes, I follow after him. If you follow after him, and he actually doesn't lead you into uh, like the main entrance, the front door of the mansion proper. Uh, he goes around and um, takes you to, I guess, what would technically be the northern side of the estate. And there is actually a wing that's kind of branching off to one side. Oh, there, there's multiples of these, uh, but there's a wing branching off into like a smaller structure. It seems to be comprised completely of stone. Some of the house, you can tell it's being built with like proper building materials, wood, stone, etc. But this place seems to be completely stone with a couple glass windows. It looks very simple. And as you approach, there's a big like metal door. And he knocks on the door, and you can already hear coming from inside these loud, like, clanging noises. And it just seems like there's a lot of racket going on inside there. And you think you hear someone's, like, muffled voice yell out, but after a moment, someone finally comes and, like, rips open this big metal door, and it, like, makes that metal sort of shrieking sound. And uh, stepping out into the doorway is this figure. He is a dwarf. He is short, you know, regular dwarven height, I guess. Maybe a little short even compared to other dwarves. He's got white, wiry hair. Uh, he has thick goggles on his head. And his white beard is, you know, long down to his waist, but it's blackened around the tips and, like, singed probably from sparks and fires. And he's wearing a big, thick welder's apron that's covered in soot. Stepping out of the door after swinging it open, he looks at the two of you. Oh, hello there. What can I do for you? Hi. I have your adamantine. Oh, you got the adamantine, do you? Yeah. Well, bring it in, bring it in. He turns around, he just walks inside, doesn't say another word. The uh, friendly dwarf that's brought here says, well, I'll leave you to that. <laughs> and he turns around and jogs off. <sighs> and I walk in. It's a mess in here. It is a mess. There are chunks of metal everywhere, just tools everywhere. Uh, it looks like, you know, a blacksmith shop. A workshop like you've been in, you know, for a long time. You've spent a lot of time in yourself. What was it, 10 years that you worked for Gearby? Yeah, 10 years. Wow. So, I mean, you're familiar and you see all the things you're used to, but this is unkempt and there's only one person inside the whole building and it's that guy who you assume is Cliff. Bring it right over here, right over here. I just kind of set it on the table, then start looking around. Well, when you walk over, he, like, takes his arm and brushes a bunch of stuff to the side on the table and makes a spot for it. Ah, uh, Cliff, a l lovely place you have here. Uh, don't lie. I know you hate it. I can see it in your face. No one likes it. But that doesn't really matter, does it? It's mine. That's right. Your workshop, your rules. That's right. <laughs> you look like uh, you have some uh, some experience with a blacksmith, do you? Uh, yeah. You work for Gearby? Yeah, I work for Gearby. I have a little experience, and I detach my hand and hold it up. Oh, boy, oh. Can I see that? As long as you promise not to run off with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good runner. He takes it. I hand it to him, yeah. He looks it over. Oh, yeah, there's some very fine worksmanship you've got here. Do you make this yourself? Yeah. Well... Yeah, I also uh, made Gearby an uh, artificial leg just like that. Really? Uh, you know, how his got cut off, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, good old Gearby. Well, listen, when you see him again, uh, you have to tell him that Cliff said hello. 
Uh, and I'm uh, thankful for this adamantine. It's a, it's a great royal gift for the king, isn't it? What, what exactly do you plan on making with that? Oh, well, Chris, I can't exactly tell you that, can I? Uh, it's a secret, you see, and, uh, well, I'm the, uh, I'm the only true and official blacksmith of the Shattershield family. Cliff Shattershield, in fact, is my name. And, uh, well, let me just say you'll find out soon enough for I'm making it for the king, for the gauntlet. Uh, wait, are you planning to stick around for the gauntlet? Yeah, I'll, I'll be here. I was planning on participating, but with the line the way it is, I don't know if I have the patience to wait. Oh, yeah, well, if only you had an invitation, I assume you don't. No, no, don't have no invitation. That's too bad, too bad. Yeah, way to rub it in. Right, well, there's some work to be getting to. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, what do you, do you need, like, a tip or something? Or... No, I'm just doing my job. Tip me with an invitation. <coughs> Yeah, I don't think he's going to do that. Paul's a jerk. I mean, you can, you can always ask. <laughs> I, I mean, it's D&D. Well, I mean, I suppose if you have another royal invitation just laying around, I'll, I'll take that as a tip. Or even a trial invitation. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I got the name Shattershield, boy, doesn't mean I'm royal. But, I, you know, I, well, I could perhaps see about getting you uh, maybe a trial invitation. It's probably a bit too late for a royal one, but... I can at least get you in for the trials locked down so you don't have to fight all the grunts. I mean, yeah, anything you could do would be appreciated. Well, I'm kind of busy right now and I'm on a short timetable, but um, where are you just planning on staying tonight? You got a place to stay. Yeah, I'm actually staying with uh, a group that I met at the Waxing Way in. Oh, the Waxing Way. It's just over the over across the way there. It's uh, very close. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'll send word... To the waxing way in. If I can, I'll get you an invitation so that you can at least try out. Are you sure you want to do that? I've never been so sure of anything. Oh, that's all I like to hear. He hands her your hand back to you. Oh yeah, I probably need that. Um. Yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> might be needing that. <laughs> well, it was nice to meet you, Chris, and uh, tell Gerby I said hello. And uh, keep an eye out for that invitation. I will. I'll let you get to work now. And I just kind of turn to walk away. Okay. You step outside and you make your way up to the western road, the road that's closest to you from the side that you're on, and follow along to the other side where you, along with Zinx and Zalbar, should be meeting up very soon. York. Ah! You and Juniper and Mulgart are scorfing down some escarglow, probably having some fish or uh, pork or those fried sticks they were talking about. You've kind of had your fill, I would say, of all this fair food. Then what do you do? So where are we going now, Juniper? I suppose we should probably head to the Eastern Crescent, don't you think? And uh, get checked in there at the Waxing Way Inn. I, I, um, I need to check in probably with the... Shatter Shield House, but I will be happy to get us all settled in there before I do that. Is that okay with you, Kjork? Yeah, shouldn't I go to the Shatter Shields with you? Yes, um, you know, maybe. Um, why don't we go to the inn and get our rooms, and then we'll go to the Shatter Shields. I probably need to go then, too. Oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't Are need to. Are you sure? Go. Yes, no, I'm, yeah, they're... Well, he's a champion. Right, 
No, now see- Mogert Stonefire, I told you. Right, 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 no. And then you hear Chris's voice from across the town. Yeah, I should probably go too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I work for them, so I, I have to oh. go. Yeah, it's it's not anyway. Right, right. So um, it's probably not going to be fun. Oh, yes. Smokey probably sure. wouldn't. Yeah, no, definitely. Be able to go. Uh, anyway, let's go to the Waxing Way Inn, shall we? Let's go. Sure. So you guys set forth east and north. You guys start making your way toward the eastern crescent. Uh, kind of the same path that Zach and Zalbar and Zinx took, but, you know, sometime a little earlier. It takes you guys a while to get there. You travel through, and as you are, you know, Juniper is talking a bit more about the city, the places she's visited, the things she's seen. She talks about the Shattershield family and how nice they've been to her since she started working for them and blah, 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 and just talking about whatever. You guys finally come to uh, the eastern crescent you walk along the streets near all the buildings and the shops you see a lot of things it's 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 really cool i don't know if you've ever spent much time in a in a big city mogert but you're seeing a lot of things maybe you've never seen before mm-hmm. in terms of shops and stuff like that but you walk along you finally do come to where the road splits and she points out that that is right there the chateau shatter shield and then you cross over a large sort of empty area uh, it's noticeably empty it, it looks like there used to be something here that was important like some like you see like parts of the stone that aren't like broken up or anything but it looks like you know it's like when you go into a room and it's very dusty but there are spots where there's no dust because something's been taken out of there that probably sat there for a long time that's kind of what it's like and there's no one there doing much you just see people cross over back and forth and you cross over and and the stone is different there like the street changes instead of like the normal path that you're walking on which is generally like a cobblestone type thing it's like smooth marble here much like what you saw when you first came in and what you see in the lunar circlet but then you cross over and you come to another area and it is similar it's this smooth stone but instead of the the white stone like what you saw it's this black stone and there are a number of these statues of dwarven figures, and each of them is held in some sort of regal pose, and they have, like, their weapon in their hand or some other thing, and they've got like a, they've all got some sort of crown on their head, and you can, if you were to stop and see and stop and look, you would see tags uh, on each of these statues as names of past kings of Dimmerhold. Uh, many of them have, they don't have wear and tear, but you can tell some of them are older, you know what I mean? You cross through that, though, and you continue forward. You get back on the road, and Juniper says, it's just right up here. And you come up on this building. And it's sort of like a, um, it's like a half circle, the way that it's built. It, It comes to a point, honestly, you can't really tell from this perspective, but you imagine looking down, especially from, say, the staircase that you guys ascended, it might have appeared almost like a crescent moon you know just like half Mm -hmm. uh, not quite half but like a you know like a crescent moon macaroni and there is a sign on the doorway above the doorway there is a sign in dwarven runes the waxing way in and it has a symbol of the moon like the whole moon drawn there but it's not a full moon it is black on one side like one half of it is black right down the middle and the other half is white in the symbol of the waxing moon. The waxing moon being 
the moon that is going toward a full moon as opposed to going toward a new moon. This is it. Shall we uh, go inside? Sure. What does this moon mean? Why is there so many moons? Well, you know, Dervetter, he is the god of the moon, and this is the city of the dwarves and, you know, the patron home of, I guess, worship of Dervetter. And there's just a whole theme. You know what I'm saying? It's just a whole theme. But it's particularly popular on this floor, like this level of Dimmerhole. You get into the more local-type places, you know, downstairs on the lower levels, it, it becomes less of a, of a thing. This, this is, I mean, it, this level is called the Moonlight Sanctuary because, well, it's a sanctuary because it's a holy place and it's moonlight because, well, you'll just have to wait and see. When the moon shines at night through that crystal ceiling, it's a sight to behold. Anyway, the, the waxing moon is, is, is what it's called when the moon in the sky is, is on its way to being a full moon. You understand? Sure. Okay. Well, let's go inside. I was just wondering why everyone was getting wax, waxes or something, but I, I, maybe I get it now. Yeah, waxing, it just means like it's getting uh, like more, like bigger, I guess. Huh. She opens the door. You all step inside? Yes. It's busy in here. Smokey's following. There are a lot of people. All kinds of people. Elves, humans, dwarves, halflings, gnomes. Uh, lots of things. Lots of people. And it's it's kind of loud. There's music being played. There's the smell of food. It's, it's nice in here. It's kind of a high ceiling above you. All of the design is sort of made with lighter colors. You see a lot of whites and like light colored grays. Uh, the area that you walk into is just, it's like a huge dining room. There are tons of tables. There's a large bar at the other end with people being served ales and things like that. I mean, it's just, a, it's a nice sort of kind of what you would expect in. And on the back wall, there's another large sign that says in flowing script, the waxing way in. And it has another symbol of the waxing moon. Not long, like the moment you guys step in, you hear a voice call out and see a hand go up from among the crowd. I'll be with you in just a moment. All right. Juniper kind of stands there with her hands like clasped together in front of herself at her waist. And she's just kind of like rocking back and forth on her heels, looking around. Yeah, it's a nice place. I like it here. Smokey, do you like this place? You have any orange juice in this place? I'll be with you in just a moment. Oh, my... She'll be right here. It's really busy. I probably could find where they, where they keep their drinks. Around the time you say that, you see a, a dwarven woman come walking up. She's got long white hair. It's, it's like nicely put up. Um, she is wearing a dress. It's a kind of not fancy, but like very nice dress. It's a fitting and she just kind of walks up and she's like hello there and welcome this is the waning oops sorry it's been a long day the waxing way in uh i am the proprietor i'm the uh you know the the owner if you will and i'd like to welcome you. my name is garla goodrock um what are your names i'm cured the people's champion <laughs> i'm mogert stonefire uh oh um oh goodness uh uh, uh, gauntlet um, contestants, I'm sure. Aye. Of course. 
I'm Juniper. I've actually stayed here before. I'm sure you don't remember. Oh, yes, Juniper. I remember you. Uh, of course I do. Uh, you still working with the sh 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 shields? She says, kind of leaning down, whispering. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I, uh, I am, actually. Oh, good, good, good. They, they told me to keep your rooms ready, just in case. Um, you still have the two rooms? Uh, is that going to be okay? Or will you be needing more rooms? Do they come with orange juice? Oh, sure, we can get you some orange juice. We had it imported, especially for this event, you know. People come from all over the world, and what uh -huh. sort of end would we be if we didn't have orange juice? <laughs> What's orange juice? Uh, it's juices made from oranges. Oh, what's an orange? So, if you'd like, we've got some food. Are you all hungry, a weary travelers? <laughs> what kind of food you got? Oh, we got lots of foods, lots of foods. And as she's saying all that, the door opens up behind you guys, and walking in behind you comes Chris and Zinx and Zalbar. Chris Kringle! Kyorgi! Welcome. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's a thing now. <laughs> About time you got here. Oh, more guests. I'm assuming you all know each other. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. We're all good friends. We just met. <laughs> ah, well, that's nice. It's good to have friends, especially in a new place. Have any of you ever been to Demerhold before? When I was a wee little lass. No, never been here. Oh, well, uh, anyhow, um, welcome to the greatest inn in all of Demerhold. The only proper inn, especially in the Moonlight Sanctuary. Uh, my name is Garla Goodrock. I'm at your service. We've we've got meals. We've got nice rooms. Um, Juniper, I'm, uh, are all of these meant to be staying with you? Because I'm not sure the two rooms are going to do that properly. And Juniper kind of looks around. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Two's I mean, good. Two's plenty. And actually, we got another friend on the way. <laughs> oh. Uh, good old belly, uh, bell ring. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, Balric? Did you invite Bar? Anyway, um, yeah, they can all stay with me. They're they're big rooms. Um, yeah, they can stay with um and with Smokey? us. And Smokey, Smokey's right there. Smokey's good too. Ah, you hear that, Smokey? We're gonna get us a warm bed tonight. Oh, the dog too, you say, huh? Well, um. Mogert doesn't know. No dogs allowed? No, it's okay. You know, um, we'll talk about it. Uh, just maybe what kind just of try establishment to, is this? Just no, try to just, just try maybe to keep him off the, the, the pillows and the, the furniture. And ah, got be it. Fine. Got it. Uh, and anyhow, why don't you all find a seat and grab a uh, grab you some ale? How's that? And some orange juice, of course. Orange juice. Yes, orange, orange juice. Orange juice. Uh, we've got We've got the best, um, the best fried sticks in all the land, right here. Do you have any pickled watermelon rinds? Oh, watermelon? Yes. We do. Have you had watermelons? Yes. You said you'd never been to Demerhold. It's a, it's a dwarven classic. I, I had them somewhere. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> it, it might be a little early to start with the watermelons, but I promise we'll have them coming your way. Grab a seat and welcome to the Waxing Way Inn. Look, I don't know what you expect me to tell you, but uh, if you kill me, there's going to be real problems, okay? Problems? <laughs> I, don't, I don't worry about problems. Look, you want this gold? That's fine. Just take it. 
Okay. I don't want the gold. I just want answers. What sort of answers do you want from me? I want to know every in and out of this place. This place? Yes. Dimmerhold? Yes. Do I look like a Dimmerhold dwarf to you? You look like a rat who knows the ins and outs of everywhere. Well, you're giving me a little too much credit, pal. Well, perhaps I should kill you now anyways. Just <laughs> no, because no, you don't no. Know anything. No, no, it's okay. Listen, um, fine, look. <laughs> Uh, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? I want to know where your hangout is. If I t- tell you that, oh, if I tell you that, I'm I'm as good as dead. I've had this instance once before, and you you wouldn't like the outcome. So I suggest you tell me. Give me an intimidation check. Oh, flip. Twelve plus three. Okay, he's gonna. We're gonna see how he how intimidated he is. Oh boy. So, what do you do to try and attempt to kind of... You say those things, but do you do anything to really, like, impress your words upon him? Yeah, I take the point of the blade, and I just poke it in his neck, slightly putting pressure on it until he finally gives in. Well, when you put a little pressure on it, the tip of your dagger actually cuts a little of his neck, and you feel him, like, twitch, and some blood starts to run down, and he's like, Okay, please, please don't kill me. And uh, he pees himself. Yay. Nice. It wasn't that one. You were, you were a natural one. one when you intimidated him. Amazing. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you anything you want. Just please don't kill me. Who do you work for? I I, I worked for, um, what's his name? Um, I have never met him. I was just Falcon. Yes, yes, that's it. It's it's the Falcon. Uh, I came with some friends of mine. We were, uh, we were just hitting people up in Nordentown, and we got picked up. Said so there was a big job and a lot, of, a lot of money to be made in Dimmerhold. You know, all, all these tourists and all these people coming into town. We just, please don't kill me. My knife gets deeper. Okay, look, I don't know where he is. I've never seen him. Okay, I can tell you where I'm supposed to take the money. Please don't kill me. Where? It's in the third level. It's down, deep down. You got to go all the way down. It's a mining town. You got to go to mining town. Okay, there's an inn there. It's a, it's a dirty old place. I can't even think of the name of it. Gosh, I could I could show you where it's at, but it's oh um, and uh, he's gonna make a Constitution saving throw. Oh yeah, he passes out. Oh boy, nice. He slumps over on the table. He passes out. This is amazing. Well, now it's just me. So who do I talk to? <laughs> <laughs> Start interrogating yourself. He faints. What do you do? I'd probably try to get him to wake back up. Okay, you kind of take him and shake him? Yep. Uh, nope. Wow. I'm gonna slap him really hard? Okay. Nope. Man, you <laughs> really put this guy out. Is, uh, is there any water around? You probably got some water in a water skin. All right, this is the last time. I'm going to try water in the face. Okay. Uh, did he got a 10 finally. Yay! Yeet! His eyes start to flutter. and he, uh, uh, What happened? You were just fixing to tell me where to take the money. Oh, yes. Okay, look, there's an inn. It's got a, it's like a, it's got a pig. There's a pig on the sign. It's a, it's a dank old place. You can smell the whiskey and the stank just up the street. Just go down to the third level. Go all the way down to the southern end. You'll you'll find it. It's this old inn. It's got a pig on the front. They're just meeting in there. Just you you found me. You can find them. Okay, so I'm gonna take the knowledge and I'm gonna go look. But before I leave, I'm gonna time up. 
you know, tie his mouth up so he can't call for help and stuff and just leave him there. You tie him and gag him? Mm-hmm. I'm done with the likes of you taken from innocent people when they don't deserve it. And then I'm going to walk out and I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at the table full of money. I'm going to go, not anymore. And walk out. Okay. Where are you going? I'm going to the Waxing Inn, right? Oh, you're going to the Waxing Way Inn? Yep. Okay, you head back out onto the street, and you probably need to ask for some directions. Just about any passerby. There are a lot of people walking around in official, like, dwarven, like, dimmer hold attire. You see people with, like, the armor that had the symbol of Dervetter on the chest and all that stuff. You see people go up and talk to them, get information, and walk away. So you won't stop any one of them and ask them, and they'll tell you. Just head to the Eastern Crescent. When you get there, just keep walking. Uh, when you get to the northern side of the Eastern Crescent, you'll be right there at the Waxing Way Inn. And you, it's, it's it's the only inn in the Eastern Crescent, and, and it's shaped like a big crescent moon. So you get all the information you need, and you, you take off. Okay. So for the next little while, you just keep walking. And um, you travel across town, probably still keeping an eye out for anything suspicious or anything like that. Yeah, but... I've already got what I needed, so I'm probably gonna just head back, get in, take a rest, and then start from uh, you know start. Okay, well I was gonna let you save a kid from being murdered, but that's cool. We'll just skip that since it doesn't matter anyway. Okay, I'll you, save a kid from being murdered. I'm, I'm just kidding. You, know, <laughs> you come to the waxing way in. It is exactly how I described it to them. It's crescent shaped, nice. There's people coming in and out. You step in the door, and you are met with the boisterous and loud sound of a crowd getting rowdy as the day is getting toward the night um and you step in you kind of scan the room look around did someone invite you or say anything to you you're dead you're as long as he heard it juniper came up juniper came up when you were standing there and said all that stuff so you heard them say yeah, that. yeah i forgot that's fine somewhere. no it's it that was it, it was juniper because it was when you went up to Chris and said that weird thing about your <laughs> life is not what it seems. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a weird thing Amazing. to say. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing to say. Life is not what it seems. You're, you're like that weird conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Answer these questions three. <laughs> you step inside and you look around. You see a lot of folk. And you hear yelled out from across the room a familiar cry of exclamation from a certain half-orc that we all know and love. It's the people's champion! And some people cheer, and you look over and you see Kjord standing up from a table, and he's like got his arms held up, and like standing up from the table, like holding her arm and wincing, is this white haired dwarf wearing a nice dress. And she's like, Oh, goodness gracious, you really are the people's champion, aren't you? Aha. Oh, I don't often lose an arm wrestle. Well, you lost today. Ha ha! Well, you know what? Fair's fair. Drinks on me. Orange, Orange juice, juice all, all around. around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk over to the table. <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry, I didn't see you come in there. Balric, have an orange juice. <laughs> Balric Night Rain, nice to meet you. There he is. Oh, you like some orange juice. They they can't get enough of the stuff, I'll tell you. What kind of orange juice is it? <laughs> the juice squeezed from oranges. Okay. It's the nectar of the gods. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll have three. Uh, all right. You, you're going to run me right out of oranges tonight. And she turns around and goes back over to the table. As you're, as you're coming and sitting down, Zalbar says, This has been a, a lot of fun, but Zinx and I really probably should be going. Uh, we've actually got to head back home tonight. Where's home? South, uh, far south from here. It's not too far from Brightport. Wait, Zalbar, 
Why leave now? Brightport. Yeah. You familiar? Yes. I spent a lot of time there. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, I, I've only been there some. It's a small town northeast of there. Well, of course, you know, any time you want to go shopping or something like that, we would go to Brightport. Did you ever go watch any fights down there? No, no, I never did. Oh, uh, that explains why you don't know me. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess maybe it, it would. There is a there is an inn there that I remember going to and staying to, uh, with my family one time. It's called the uh, uh, the Drunken Lizard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's a nice place. Anyway, have good orange juice. Oh yeah, yeah, orange juice. There's nothing like orange juice down by the coast. But uh, anyway, Zinks and I, we've got uh, it's a long way south where we've got to go, but we got to get back to work. Uh, the blacksmith we work for, he's a good guy, but he can be a bit of a hard nose sometimes. But you could stay and watch me win the gauntlet. Yeah, or you you could stay around and no. watch me. Lo- I mean, win the gauntlet. No. No. <laughs> she starts doing that. Smokey's like, no. Gertie Stonefire won the gauntlet years and years ago. She stands up on her chair. Oh no. She won with this hammer. She holds it up in the air. And I, Mogert Stonefire, will win this gauntlet of the moon. Okay. I want to try to touch the hammer. Did you steal that hammer from Gertie? I do not steal. I borrowed it. From her dead body? No, no. From the wall. Gertie. Stonefire. Stonefire. She she or grandmother? Great, great, great grandmother. Oh, so she's like your ancestor. Yep. I hear that's pretty important with a lot of the clans in the Southern Drylands. Yes, it is. I've even heard stories of certain figures manifesting like special magics and powers from their ancestors. Is that something that you've ever seen? Mm, well, my mother, she thinks that I, I don't, uh, yes, no, not really, no. Oh, but, but you're familiar with, with it? Yes. Yes or no? I'm familiar with it, and I'm here to prove that I am the next ancestral guardian. Oh. Of my clan, the Stonefire clan. I see. Well. I may have ran away in the night. That might have happened. Smokey is sad about it. I see. So your your family, they don't they don't know you're here. No, not yet. But I'm sure they will, seeing as I wrote them a letter in the sand. A letter in the sand? <laughs> it took a while. Oh, my <laughs> that God. Look, Please. That was gone by the next morning, yogurt. Yes, they did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did not see your... <laughs> it said bye. bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took her 45 minutes my, to write it. My mother, she told me not to, but I know this is my destiny. Well... Hopefully so. Aye. Hopefully not. Mm. What's that, Kyorgi? You heard me. Yogurt. Kyorgi. You uh, hear a voice from across the room. Kind of a booming voice comes across. So, that's a fancy hammer you've got there. Thank you. Not you. Although that does look like quite the impressive hammer you have on your back as well. Thank you. And this uh, very tall... (laughs) 
half-orc comes walking towards you. <laughs> he is wearing golden armor, like a gold plate armor. Very no. fancy. Cure, no. He's got a gold uh, helmet, like, under his arm, like, tucked under his arm. I assume that you two, at least, have come for the gauntlet. Mogert Stonefire. And she puts her hand out toward him. Ogrim, you can call me. The people's champion! And I reach my hand in front of hers. Yeah, and some people start clapping and cheering because at this point, that's just what happens now already. And then she looks up (laughs) at Kjorg and she... Mogert Stonefire! And you hear Smokey. (laughs) Thank you, Smokey. (laughs) I have also come to participate in the gauntlet. How about a little competition now to warm up? Mm. Hey, Juniper, is that is that against the rules? Not a fight or anything like that, but I see you've been arm wrestling. I am not unfamiliar with this practice. Who are you challenging? Uh, you, Lady Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear that, Kjorgi? He pulls a huge great axe from his back, and he lays it down on the table. Not, like, aggressively. He lays it down... This is my axe. I have carried it for years now in honor of my god, Dervetter. I am a cleric of the god, Dervetter, and I have used this axe to slay many of his enemies and to bring honor to my god. I am willing to place it as a wager. (laughs) I pick up the axe. Okay, he lets you. Is it awesome? It is awesome. This axe is awesome. Yes. I know. Look. And he, like, points to the center of the axe head and, like, the ball of metal that holds it together. On both sides, there is a lion, like, engraved into it, like a lion's face. Yes. Very nice. That's a lion. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this beast before. Oh, they are the fiercest of all the beasts, especially uh, if you travel far enough south. As I said, I would like to wager this, my lion axe, against your turtle hammer. The turtle rock? Uh-oh. Is that its name? Mm. Uh-oh. This is a very powerful name. Yes, and very powerful hammer that you... I will not be wagering. Oh, no? No. I have nothing to prove to you yet. And I will not wager Gertie's hammer, the turtle rock. If you want to see it in action, wait for the gauntlet. I understand. I'm not trying to trick you or anything like that. I just assumed that one from a strong clan would be willing to put their strength against that strength of others. But I suppose maybe your clan isn't as strong as I thought. Do it, do it, do it. Dear Dwarf, I am sorry. I did not mean to offend. No, no, you did mean to offend. Ain't that right, Smokey? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I did not. I am sorry if I... Sometimes I have difficulty reading a situation. (laughs) Again, please, I offer my sincerest condolences or... I am... I don't know. I, I... I bring shame to my God. Listen, perhaps there is something else you would be willing to wager. Mogret takes off her turtle shell, sets it on Smokey. Mm-hmm. There's like a little hook on the yeah. 
on the saddle. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. She uh, pulls her hair back, makes mm. sure it's all her in, a, in the braid yes. that it's in. Kind of gets it out of her way. Mm-hmm. She gets the turtle rock off her back mm-hmm. and just looks at it, sets it down on the table. All right. And she just sits down and puts her hand up. But what is the wager? You already know. The hammer? She put it on the table where his oh axe is. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. You honor me, Lady Dwarf. He sits down, he reaches up, and he unclasps a chunk of this gold plate off of his shoulder. And he does. He pulls that off, and then he slides this, like, arm greave off to bare his greenish-gray skin and his impressively large bulging muscles. And he thuds his elbow down and reaches it forward to you. I promise on my honor as Ogrim, the cleric of Dravetter, to give this my very best. And I as well, as Mogert Stonefire. May the best man win. How's everybody else sort of seated? I am in a position Mm -hmm. to steal something off of him while he's busy arm wrestling. (laughs) So you're like behind him? Sure. He seems to be solely focused on her. So I'll give you a chance to do that while they battle it out here in a sec. Where's Balric? I just pulled up a chair and sat on it backwards. Yeah, like legs facing the back of the chair. Yep. And I just crossed my arms on it thinking, how's this going to turn out? Zinx and Zalbar are standing because they were going to leave, but now they're kind of standing back and Zinx is like chewing her fingernails. She's very nervous. And Zalbar Mm -hmm. even is like looking side to side like, oh, what is about to happen? Probably just sitting on the table behind... uh, one of them. I don't care. Juniper steps up and walks around and puts her hand on top of your hands. Okay. This is going to be a fair contest. All right? Hi. Keep your off hands down on your legs. If they go up onto the table, you're disqualified. If I see any mumbling or muttering of spells or anything like that, you're disqualified. If anyone else interferes, we'll start over. I'll count down. Three, two, one, go. And then, you know... Give it all you got. Try not to break the table, you know? Break the table. Break it. Are you ready? All right. I am ready. Three, two, one, go. So we're going to do contesting strength checks. Mogert, I'm assuming, is in a rage. Yes. She mad mad. Okay. You're going to roll strength checks. And I'll tell you what, we'll even call this athletics checks. Okay. I will tell you. He's got a slight advantage on you in strength. He's slightly stronger than you, uh, just in terms of pure, not by much, but slightly, slightly very, very, like slightly. He is slightly up on you with strength. It's just going to be real simple. First of three wins, wins. So it's just going to be contesting athletics checks. Now, you're raging, so when you're raging, you have advantage on strength checks, okay? So I'm going to give you advantage, okay? Yep. Are you ready? Let's do the first one. So that's a 14. He got a 15. So the first one is him. You feel as he begins to use a little bit of that just pure half-orc strength, you feel your arm give just a little, not much, just a couple inches. Just edge back just the slightest little bit. And let's go back in for another. It's 12 plus 7. Okay, so 19. Mm-hmm. He got a 14. So... You win the second one, and you push him back about the same amount, about two inches his way. Okay? Run him again. Why do I feel Uh-oh. like this right now? 
13 plus 7, so 20. He got a 23. Oh he pushes back hard against you, and when he does, your arm goes back about, I don't know, six, seven inches back. Okay. Let's go again. Two 18s. He only rolled an 11 that time. So you push back hard, and when you do this time, you just bring it right up to the middle, and you are both straining and pushing. Your veins are bulging right into the middle. Come on, someone break the table already. I feel anxious, and it's not even my character. What is happening? Are you ready? (laughs) Go ahead. This is it. This is for all the marbles. Okay, so 17 plus 7. You feel him surge and push back. And when you do, it, it, it catches you off guard because this whole time he's been pushing, but this time it's like he just, <clears throat> with all of his strength at once, just slams as hard as he can into your arm. And when that happens, you feel this rage, a pure rage, one like you've never felt before well up inside your chest. And you giving a just holy grunt, give it all you got, and you slam his arm back crushing an imprint onto his side of the table. Mm, really? You got a 24? So yeah. He got a 3, so he got an 11. <laughs> oh my gosh! Aw, <laughs> oh, yeah. You slam his arm down. Aw, oh, yeah. The people all around, because they didn't notice, but it got real quiet around here. The people all around just start cheering. They throw up their arms, and he even has like a slight grin on his face as he picks up his arm and starts to kind of rub it. And you're like, you're, your heart is pumping. Yogurt, 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 yogurt. Oh, no. They're saying your name wrong, but it, yeah, you're, you don't but even care. Yeah, it's okay. And you feel this like burning sensation, uh, like just your hot blood through your arm and and you kind of lift your hands up and when you do, you see just the slightest little glow of a teal line. It's like it just runs up your arm towards your hand and then disappears. Hmm. Decker! (laughs) Decker! She's gonna say, uh, thank you, Gertie. Then, Ogrim stands to his feet. That was an honorable contest. And as promised, I grant to you the lion. And he reaches his great axe towards you. She picks it up from him Mm -hmm. and kind of looks at it. And then she just hands it back to him. This is yours, fair and square. No, this is yours. Gertie would want me to give it back. You're going to need it in the gauntlet of the moon. Well, your generosity is something to behold. I will find another way to repay you for this loss. And perhaps we will meet on the battlefield. Aye. At that moment, a figure comes walking up to the table. He's a dwarf. He looks uh, young. He's got his hair pulled back in a ponytail and his beard kind of pulled tight in a little knot. And he says, I'm looking for Kjorg, the people's champion. Oh, yes. I'm the people's champion. People start cheering. Uh, right. And uh, I could, uh, I'm all, are you, you wouldn't happen to be Ogrim, would you? The half-orc says, yes, I, uh, I am Ogrim. Can I help you? Uh, yes, I've got a summons. Um, the king, Lord Duron Shattershield, has summoned... All those who hold a royal invitation to the arena of the gauntlet uh, immediately. Uh, I'm afraid there's some sort of emergency. And, uh, well, if you've got a royal invitation, then uh, you need to head that way immediately. And 
you two, I believe, are on the list. So if you could, uh, if you could do that, the king has summoned you. Ah, uh, emergencies are my expertise. I will head for the arena post haste. And he gives a little bow and walks out. What'd I get off of him? Oh yeah, roll me a sleight of hand. I forgot about that. That's a 15 plus 6. 21. 21. Yeah. With a 21, uh, that definitely beats his passive, especially while he's focused on arm wrestling this dwarf. Oh yeah. What were you looking for? Something of value. Like gold? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, you can easily get like a handful of gold. Oh, yeah. So you pull about 15 gold pieces off of him. Oh, yeah. You've got it, filthy crook. It's the Let's people's champion. <laughs> <laughs> so before I go off to the arena, hmm? we got Mogert, Balric, Chris. Chris. You got Zalbar and Zinks. Zalbar and Zinks. Is that it? Yeah. I give them all three gold pieces. Oh, wow. Cure turns and gives to all of you three gold pieces. I just happened on these gold pieces. <laughs> we are, Thank you, Kyorgi. Uh, we're all good friends, so I thought I'd give you all a gift. Look at that, the people's champion. To let you know we're we're great friends now. Uh, thank you, Kyorg. I This will be very helpful on our journey home. And Zink says, yes, um, yes, thank you. Oh, this is very generous, Kyorg. Thank you. Are you all leaving now? Oh, yes, we're about to leave. No, don't don't leave now. Let's just stay here. Drinks on me. Actually, the, the drinks are on me. Zalwar looks at Zinks. I suppose we could stay tonight and leave in the morning. It, probably getting a little late in the day, anyhow. Uh, sure, we'll, we'll stay. Juniper stands. Uh, Kyorg, I will I'll escort you um, to the arena. I need to speak with the royal family, anyhow. And if you're being summoned, then I should probably go and see what exactly it is that they need. It, it was. It was really nice to meet you all, and I'm glad we could all become friends. Hopefully, we're going to have a real wonderful time during the gauntlet, but we'll be back as soon as we can, okay? Um, enjoy, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye, Juniper and Kyorgi. Thanks for the gold. We'll see you all later. And Kyorg and Juniper walk out. I was actually going to try to go with them, but... No. Like, secretly? I... Like, follow them. Okay. Not necessarily walk with them, but wait till they left, then go after them. Okay, so they walk out the door. Hmm. What do you do? Turn towards Zalbar and Zinks. Mm -hmm. You stay here. Don't want you two blowing my cover. And then I walk towards the door and leave. Okay, y'all see Chris get up and leave. Where you going, Chris? Uh, I'm just going for a stroll. Mind if I tag along? If you're quiet about it. No doubt. Okay, so you go with him? I do. Mogert, you stay here and hold the fort? Yep. Mogert and Smokey <laughs> go up to the room and... Well, I mean, I mean, Zinks and Zalbar are still hanging out. Hey! Hey! Drink orange juice and eat and hang out and yeah. hang out with uh, the barkeep whose name I just forgot. Starts with a G. Anyway, I think that is a good place to stop this week. So. Oh, I want to know what the emergency was. That was intense. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope that you enjoyed this episode. That was intense. <laughs> I did not know how that uh, arm wrestling was going to go. I was about to cry. That could have went badly. Ogram's a really cool character. I hope we get to see some more of him. Yeah, uh, he's cool. Actually, Ogram was created by one of our patrons. Really? Oh. Yeah. If you've listened to the uh, the Search for Elevandre episodes with Mike and Bree Graber, this one was created by 
Michael Graber. He created Ogrim, the half orc forged cleric. So that's awesome. Uh, hopefully, that is awesome. hopefully we get to see more of that that good old orc cleric fella. Sorry, I stole some gold from your character, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.